get a coach. <laughs> get a coach, learn everything you can and start earlier. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that <laughs> is so important. Yeah. It is so important because you've got to surround yourself with people, like-minded people. Yeah. And you got to surround yourself with people who know more than what you do and then, you know, pick their brains and um, don't be frightened. Get in and have a go. You're listening to Property Investor Tales, stories from the front yard. Here's your host, Tabitha Bright. And welcome to Property Investor Tales, stories from the front yard, where I get to speak to property investors from around Australia about their investing journey. My name's Tabitha Bright, and I'm the head of coaching here at Positive Real Estate, where we help people build wealth through property. With over 8,000 clients across Australia and New Zealand, there are some incredible stories to tell, which hopefully make your investing journey that little bit easier and will inspire you along the way. So my guest today is Robin Ross. She's been part of the mentoring program for over 10 years, 11 years. And Robin shares with us today how important it is to have like-minded people around you on this journey, Airbnb cash flow strategies that work, and the one thing that stymies your investing. So enjoy this conversation with Robin. Welcome to today's podcast. Today, I have the fabulous Robin with me, Robin Ross. Uh, Robin, welcome. Oh, thank you for having me, Tabitha. This is great. Well, we were just chatting before and we were talking about, because I said to you, how long have you been with positive real estate? And you said somewhere around that sort of 10 to 12 year mark. And without me going into the system and looking it up, we, we did some rough maths and we think it's yeah somewhere around that 10, 11 years, which is phenomenal because it's awesome to see um, people like yourself that have worked with... Um, you know, positive real estate for such a long time. Um, and I think it gives people that are watching a podcast like this some peace of mind that, you know, we are in for the long haul. We do stick around. Um, you've had the same coach, Carolyn Weston, the whole time, haven't you? Yes. yes During that, yep. yeah. oh, which is awesome. And we were having a bit of a laugh because I said, I'm pretty sure I remember because um, at the time I was coming down to Tasmania as well. And I said, I'm sure I remember seeing you at the first information night and, and you were like, no, no, that was my husband came. And what were you telling me? You were not so well, keen. <laughs> we, um, my husband saw it in the newspaper and he said, oh, we should go to this. And I said, no, it's another scam. So um, but he dragged me along and it was um, the best thing we've ever done. And, um, oh. yeah, we had did have a couple of investment properties, but yep. um, because we'd read books like Anita yep. Bell's book and um, a couple of others, and mm-hmm. but we just couldn't move forward. And positive real estate, that was just the best thing ever. Oh, it's mm, lovely yeah. to hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and it's not an uncommon theme. And it's, I mean, when you think about it, it's pretty sensible. And when uh, the coaches do that initial discovery appointment with um, a person that's looking to be part of our program, 
Um, I would hazard a bet that 99% of them will always say to a client, listen, ask your questions and please be frank because it's so much better to get that concern and that skepticism on the table because then you can address the individual concerns. And, um, and I think, you know, there's, it's one of those industries where there's some amazing people doing amazing things that really help clients. And then there's, you know, the, the, I was going to say the underbelly, that's the wrong word, but there's people out there that don't operate from the same place, maybe. No. Um, and, got, mm. Yeah, they've got different um, values. So, yeah, yeah, yeah which is priorities. more towards themselves. Yeah. 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 And, and I think, um, and I think so it's very healthy to have that skepticism. So, we don't take it to heart at all when people have those questions for us. So, how did we overcome the scepticism? Well, um, <laughs> you were believable. Everything you said uh, was honest and believable. Yeah. And we okay. could see from the um, initial um, night that yeah. um, there was merit in what you were saying. And okay. yeah. especially even, um, Jason, uh, you brought up the cup of coffee. Um, yeah. how many cups of coffee a week and <laughs> how much money you can save and how much it would save on your mortgage. And I, yeah. You know, just that just made so much sense. And, yeah. um, and it was, look, it was really difficult for us to join up because it was a lot of money and we weren't mm -hmm. sure, you know, yeah. thank goodness we um, could pay it off over 12 months, but it wasn't easy, yeah. but we could see the yeah. merit in what you were doing from our previous experiences. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. And that yeah. was, um, just so people, because sometimes everyone's got a different idea of what a lot of money is and sometimes, and, you know, there are expensive programs out there. Um, so if I was clear for people that are watching the podcast today that may not be part of Positive Real Estate, the Lifetime Program um, for mentoring. Yes, so yeah. you've chosen the Lifetime Program. And as it stands today, the Lifetime Program is $9,995. So that's yeah. essentially $10,000 for Lifetime. And um, Robin, and, you're testament to that, right? Yeah, and mm. that hasn't changed in the, that price is still the same um, in the 10 to 12 years that we've been doing wow. this. And the fact that we could bring our children along and we used to drag them along, they, they didn't like it, but we dragged them along. That some yeah. of those um, ideas, some of, those, some of that has stuck with them. And yeah. they, they talk, that they, they may not realise it, but they actually, you know, has helped them along their journeys as well. And it will yeah. in, in the future. Yes. Yeah, it's, mm. it's sunk right in. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting what you can plant in your children if you're, if you're careful and you do it right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And sometimes it's that third party saying it, not you saying it. I find that's always quite useful. Yeah, because it's great because um, Carolyn's um, actually had a talk to the girls about, oh. um, you know, investing and how they could go about it. And, yeah. um, you know, what we told them was the same thing, but they didn't want to listen to us, but they listened to Carolyn. So it's such a it's such a good thing because she's like an auntie to them so uh, yeah it's just beautiful yeah Aww. I love that personal touch of PRE yeah yeah and yeah. everybody's the same everyone um you know there's no um hierarchy as such everybody's Correct. on the same page because yeah. everybody's doing the same thing 
they just yep. want to get ahead in life. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, that's, that's why awesome. you you did it. You know, that's why Sam did it. That's why Jason did it initially. So, 100%. yeah, 100%. Yep. Big fan of what property allows people to do. And sometimes, yeah. you know, everybody's investment. I was trying to think of another word other than journey. I hate that word, <laughs> but everybody's path, let's call it a path, and investing can be different. You know, some people have more resources, some people have more time. Some people it's hard graft for quite yeah. a number of years, but anything is better than staying still, right? Absolutely. And it is mm. hard. It's not an easy process. Yep. Um, there's a lot of work to do, especially when you've got a family, you've got, um, yeah. you know, Jobs. you've got full-time work and then, you know, mm-hmm. like we had a business as well and it was not easy at all for us. So, yeah. um, but uh, now the dividends are paying off. You've got to be in it for the long term, not for the short term. Yeah. hundred mm. percent. And mm. it's interesting because um, I was talking with another client about this, like markets don't always deliver when you want them to do they no, like no you can buy the best property in the best area and all of the you know economists can be saying the market's going to go off i mean brisbane's a case in point where you know for probably a good five to seven years a lot of um the top economists were saying this year brisbane's going to go and it just it was stubborn it got floods it got you know the gfc it got yeah. you name it and it got in the way and now it's that 10 year time frame, isn't it? That it's just yes. the pressure is built up and now it's just going off. Yeah. Um, but you have you, to be in it. Mm. Oh, you do. And look at um, COVID. Who would have thought that the property market would go silly because of COVID? We yeah. would have thought that it would have gone the other way, but people weren't spending their money going overseas. So no. they put it into property. So, um, it's been a really good thing for property investors. So, yeah, yeah we're very grateful. Mm. Yeah, it has. I've got a couple of young clients of mine um, and I won't name them because I don't have their permission, but they're young clients of mine here in Melbourne and they were planning their big overseas trip and they joined mentoring to uh, start their investment journey, but they were going to take it slow. They were going to buy one, then do this massive OE come back, think about the family home, then think about another one. So they were in it for the long haul. And um, COVID hit and they couldn't travel. So they've gone and bought two more mentor, uh, two more properties instead. It's exactly Yeah, and said. how good is that? And look how much further advanced that they're going to be in oh, their timeline yeah, yeah, for their retirement. So yeah. that, that yeah. is just wonderful. Yeah. yeah. No, it's mm. awesome to see. And um. And I was just looking at your notes because I got you to fill out a few questions. Any good podcaster is always prepared. Um, and I can see that your first house, you built a house for yourselves. And yes. you and I were um, having a bit of a laugh before because you had a mortgage. It was, um, you know, a big mortgage of $40,000. Yes. <laughs> <At> which... <laughs> and that was a lot of money back in 1988. So, yeah, it was. Yeah. But it's funny now, isn't it? And, yeah. you know, we say, I bought this house here in um, in Melbourne. I bought this for just under 400000 I think. And I yeah. remember thinking it was just such a massive mortgage. Um, and then it's probably quadrupled in the time I've held it. And I've held it nearly 
nearly 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's going to double again in another probably 10 to 15. And if somebody had told me what it would be worth, a $400,000 profit, property, even in 30 years, like I know that's a decent amount of time, but the numbers become almost inconceivable, don't they, when you... yes. Yeah, but you have to experience to really experience it to really get it, I think, because otherwise, yeah. Absolutely. And we um, lived in the country in Victoria and we um, houses were a lot cheaper and friends of ours were buying houses. You know, we were paying 40,000 to build our house and they were spending 100, 120,000, which was just such a lot of money, like three times the amount that we borrowed. Yeah, and um, but you know, I could back then I could see the growth that they were doing as yeah. compared to what ours was doing in the country. So ah, they were always a lot better off with their growth, you know, than what we were. So ah, which was interesting. So that is interesting. Mm, yeah, yeah. So location and and interest rates, like what were the interest rates back then? Well, we were lucky. We fixed ours in for 13% and it was more by good luck than good planning. Mm. And But friends of ours were really struggling and they had a young family and they were paying 18%, you know, and that was just horrendous. And they were struggling to put get milk, you know, for their family, put petrol in their cars. I just mm. don't, they were just working so much overtime just to survive and yeah um, yeah. yeah it was just yeah. yeah it was awful absolutely yeah. awful times mm. yeah I remember one of my neighbors saying that she interest rates she said somewhere around that 18 to 21 percent at the peak and she said they had to get borders in um yeah. and rent out rooms to be yeah. able to to pay the mortgage um, yeah which is easy um and thankfully not something that we're um, looking down the barrel of um, today from what I understand. And um, for people that are concerned about interest rates, you know, um, at the moment we are still looking at a very low interest rate cycle. The, mm. We have our mentoring workshop coming up, of course, on, uh, on Monday, the 7th of February. And without dating this, um, this podcast episode, uh, we have the fabulous Dr. Andrew Wilson, who's one of Australia's top economists, coming and talking to our clients. So we're making sure that our clients have got all the information that they need to make quality decisions. So you're not caught with, um, you know, under the pressure of sudden sudden rises, sudden, um, well, any sudden surprise, really, because that's what can be uncomfortable, isn't it? And Yeah, and um, that's what I love about PRE, yeah. the quality of the um, guest speakers that you have you're mm-hmm. always researching um, and giving that information to you so that you can actually make good informed decisions it's right. not just a knee-jerk reaction in buying investment property oh that looks good yeah. you actually <laughs> teach people how to research and yeah. do their due diligence and that's um, what I absolutely love and that's um, oh, you can only read so much in books it's um, yeah. it's the little fine details that um, make yeah. the big difference, yeah. Yeah, mm. and stuff changes all the time, right? Like, it does. Know, we've, yeah, we've got stuff changing in Queensland at the moment around land tax thresholds. We've got, you know, like it, it constantly changes. So mm. unless you're um, 
somebody that likes to really keep on the pulse, I find it really useful just even from my point of view as a um, an employee of Positive Real Estate, a team member to to have access to all this information is just amazing. Mm, um, yeah, absolutely. And so what was your experience with property before joining PRE? So how did you get into what made property interesting to you? Um, I, when I was working in Victoria, um, a couple of the people I was working with, they had investment properties. Mm. And they were telling me about it. And I thought, oh, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> and um, so didn't know how to do it. And my husband's boss yeah. He was a concreter builder and he was building 15 to 20 units. And he said to Glenn, look, I want you to come in with me. But we just didn't know how to do it. We were brought up by parents in post-war era who yeah. paid cash for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, they accepted that you needed a mortgage when, like when we got married. But um, you paid, and so we had no idea about how you would finance something like that. So we got frightened and said no and and backed off. And it's in a way, it's one of the worst decisions we could have made because that would have set us up for life. Wow. We didn't think enough about to talk to Mario about how to do that. Uh And, you know, um, because he was well experienced in property and, um, you know, building yeah. and buying and selling, you know, we should have picked his brains a lot more. Oh. Again, listening to your mentors and trusting your mentors. So, yeah. yes. Fear is so, a powerful thing though, isn't it? Yeah. And, and when you've got, and I, I mean, we all suffer from it. I'm sure Jason yeah. and Sam would put their hands up. Um, I've certainly had moments where I've been, you know, lying awake at night thinking, am I doing the right thing? Have I done the right thing? Absolutely. And it's, and it's very uncomfortable. And so, like you said, having people that you can tap into is um, really beneficial. It's also, you can take away some of the, the weight of that concern when you do have access to good quality information, I find like you can get that information and then it's like, well, next step, next step, next step. Because I found when I was reading books, it was awesome general information, but then often too much had changed or it wasn't done that way over here. or And so it was harder stringing the bits together, which then made me uncertain and gave me that discomfort yeah so what was holding you back from investing was it the fact I've got a note here that you weren't sure how to finance the property you trusted your bank manager but um what happened there um we um we ended up we bought one that it was a roundabout way we had we um, built our house. We only we built it and finished it off room by room as we could afford yep. it. Then finished it off and then only lived in it for four weeks and then we moved to Tasmania. Not so well. we rented it out and then we wanted to buy a house in Tasmania because we were renting for three months until we found out an area we liked. But the bank wouldn't lend us the money, even though we had an investment property, you know, our house that we yep. built. And it was worth a reasonable amount. So we decided to sell it and it was taking a long time to sell. And the people who were interested in it were trying to sell their place. So we thought, oh. right, it's cheaper. Why don't we buy theirs? They can buy ours 
and then we've got an investment property. So we did that, but it was an old house and it needed a lot of maintenance and it was one of the worst decisions we ever made. You know, it worked for, you know, for a purpose, but it was a bad decision for in permanent, you know, long-term investing because the maintenance, there was no, you couldn't claim depreciation on it. Right. So, and we weren't in the same state. So therefore trying to get people to look after it and, you know, keep it at a, a, in a good state was very difficult. Right. So we ended up selling it. And um, and I think we sold it for, I think we, we even made a loss on it, which was a bit of a shame. So, but that didn't stop us. We still um, <laughs> went ahead and yeah. we, we, you know, we've, we'd bought another couple before we'd bought um, before we went into positive real estate yeah. and they've been good investments, but that, you know, they were, they were hard at the time, but now they've yeah. been good investments. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it's funny, isn't it? Cause um, I've had older properties as well as newer properties and the older properties can certainly test your desire to be an investor. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> when you get the call, uh, you know, the roof's leaking or the plumbing's blocked or the whatever it is. Um, oh, it uh, needed restumping and oh. it was, oh, you know, and, you yeah, know, yeah, all that all that sort of stuff. And they had brass fittings and, you know, you had to keep polishing them, but tenants don't do that. And, you know, it was all that sort of stuff. And, you know, yeah, in the end, it was a just. a garden, it's a pain. And, and it needed it? painting all the time. And, oh, it was just. Uh, it was too hard, yeah. So nice. it was too hard, yeah. Time to get rid of it, so, so we did. So, but gotcha. that was our first real investment property that we had, and um, but anyway, um, bit of a bit you, of a learning you always curve. learning, <laughs> and you move forward. So yeah, which is what we did. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, and what do your friends and family think about your investing? Well, <laughs> friends, um. And family all think uh, they don't understand about positive debt and negative debt. So uh-huh. they're mortified of the thought of the amount of debt that we got. But we um, yeah. know that that's not an issue. Yeah. We, we, it doesn't bother us at all because yeah. they're well and truly paying for themselves. In fact, we're making a little bit of money on them now. So, oh, um, and yeah. that's what it's all about. It doesn't matter about the debt yeah. as long as you can service it. And we well and truly can. And we don't put any of our own money in it at all. So oh, wonderful. Uh, it's, um, it's, and that's what you're doing it for. Yeah. So, and in another 10 years, it'll be, um, make even more of a difference, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, in for the long haul. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And you've and got pro- property in major capital cities in Australia. Yeah. So we've got um, yeah. three in Melbourne. And Carolyn was a little bit concerned that we had um, three similar type units um, in the one capital city. Yeah. Um, But I still don't think that that's a bad thing, but she's right. We probably would have been a bit better perhaps, you know, going to Brisbane or, you know. um, Yeah. But, again, it was always finance. Yeah. <laughs> what you want to do and what you can do are two different things. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And um, and I mean Melbourne, you can't go wrong with that. I mean, that's I mean, Melbourne's 
one of these cities globally. I mean, it's been voted, you know, one of the most livable cities in the world. Uh, I mean, you can't really go wrong long term with property in Melbourne. Um, I wish I had more in Melbourne. I wish I had three. I don't have three in Melbourne. I'd love three in Melbourne. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, and, you know, uh, congrats, congratulations on that. And, thank you. Um, <laughs> and they're only one-bedroom apartments. And I thought, who on earth would want to live in a one-bedroom apartment? Yeah. Yeah. And the people do, and they pay yeah. good money for it. And I thought, okay. Yeah, yep. so, um, but positive real estate with the ones that um, talk to us about that and yep. the demographics of people who are wanting to rent those type of apartments. Yeah. And it all made sense. So, you know, um, yep. yeah. And I rang my husband with our first one. And I said, um, it's near a creek. Well, it was the Yarra River. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> I just went over on a, on a um, trip with Carolyn and went and had a look at these apartments. And, um, and I said, Carolyn, I don't know if we can do it. And she said, yes, you can. We'll figure that out later. So put her name down, paid a deposit, and, and the rest is history. And it was, you know, it was just fantastic. So, oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And, um. And, yeah, and it is an interesting one because often, and this is a great topic to kind of unpack if you don't mind too much, um, sometimes people hear apartments and they get concerned. And um, and I've got one-bedroom apartment. My one-bedroom apartment's up in uh, Brisbane, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've got a one-bedroom apartment up in Brisbane, or my hubby and I do, Um and people sometimes go, oh, one bed is like, isn't that like the worst thing you can invest in? People have a preconceived idea about apartments often. And there's an old story that people get caught up on that apartments um, don't get the same capital growth or they don't perform as well as houses. And maybe 20 years ago, that might have held some merit. Um, what is important is the type of apartment that you um, invest in. So if we yes. were looking at Melbourne CBD, student accommodation, massive, you know, 100-storey uh, towers with, um, you know, rooms that were 38 square metres with walls you could knock on and, and it felt like cardboard, 100%, that's a shocking investment. Um, I've seen one-bedroom apartments in uh, Collingwood that um, went up uh, over $100,000 in 12 months um, simply because they were designed by one of the world's best architects um, and, um, and the floor plan was awesome, the outlook was awesome, its ability to be close to all the amenities were awesome and so you've got to compare apples with apples and sometimes people have a knee-jerk reaction around apartments whereas I'm a, yeah. I'm a massive fan of apartments um where it and makes sense yeah for your yeah. for your investing strategy yeah yeah exactly and like you can't um look at it from your own personal point of view you have to look at, at the people who are renting it what they want and you know yeah. I like to cook, so I like a big kitchen. Yeah. People, people in those little one-bedroom apartments don't want to cook. They go out and eat every night or every day. <laughs> and, 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 you know, so, yeah. you know, yeah. a, a kitchen's not important to every them. But where, where, it, 
where it's positioned is is important you know yeah. so it yeah. does it, it, um so you you've got to get your head around that yeah that type of thing as well mm. are yours um are yours positioned at all for airbnb or are you out of the radius for airbnb no um not our one bedroom apartments we built yeah. a um a house in uh, a couple of blocks from where we live we bought oh, yeah. the land yeah bought the land really cheap um yeah. $28,000 we paid for it and <laughs> we built a house on it and um with the intention of as a, a rental we had a couple of bad tenants yeah. which was really disappointing uh, but you get that and yep, yeah. um we turned it into an airbnb and it was the best thing we ever did i loved oh. it but then unfortunately covid hit and i did have a buffer but it wasn't enough to cover two years so oh. now we've um, put our daughter in there and her friend oh, yeah. and they look after it really well but i loved having an airbnb it was the best thing ever it was such a positive really? experience yeah oh awesome yeah it was and people always happy i really looked after them and you know i, I had a friend who helped me clean it and we um did it together and yeah. it was just my husband did all the garden and yeah. it was just awesome yeah oh, fantastic. i highly recommend it to people if if you're that type of person, if you're willing to give a little bit of yourself, you know, to people yeah. and do how you would like to be treated if you went to an Airbnb. Interesting, because um, I've had holiday rental myself um, down the coast. I had a um, a house uh, down the coast here in Victoria. We used to holiday let, um, but that was before the days of Airbnb. That was back mm. in the days of stays and take a break and those websites rather than um airbnb and we we'd sold it before um airbnb happened but you can get some amazing cash flow with some of these strategies as oh, well absolutely yeah, yeah. it yeah. was really really good yeah. and in fact we were growing every year ah. like we'd had it for three years and it was really growing our occupancy rate was um 50 percent yeah, and which, is awesome. which yep. was I was um, really impressed about, yep. and I kept my prices a little bit lower, so ah, that it would yep. be rented more often. And yep. we had lots and lots of families because we could sleep eight people, and ah. um, we even found my husband's grandmother's single bed, grabbed <laughs> a single bed mattress um, off uh, one of our beds at home, made up a spare bed in the. You know, we just went out of our way for people, you know, if they had small children and they yeah. needed that extra bed. So we, we did that because the room was big enough. You could do that. So, um, yeah. Ah, now I think we've got a tiny bit of an internet issue with Robin. Hopefully she comes back in two seconds. We'll just give her a quick moment. Nothing like um, nothing like a live recording. Yeah, but it was, yeah, you know, and you were doing the work yourself, so servicing it all the time for you. Yeah. So awesome. did you have someone do service yours or did you, um, yeah. did you do some of it yourself? No, no, because it was a bit further away. I just lost you for a minute there, but I've got you back now. So um, yeah. 
The yeah, we used to um, pay a property manager to look after it because it was a good hundred kilometers away from where we lived. <laughs> oh, well, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, um, yeah, it, yeah it was a holiday. Two blocks away. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'd be quite happy to run Airbnb because I love cooking and stuff. So if ever you've got yeah. me on Facebook, you'll see me posting all my food because I love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, um, like, we've been to Airbnbs and there wasn't any tea or coffee, no sugar, yeah. nothing, you know, where I always had a big bowl of fruit, a chocolate per person, um, had milk, you know, I had pantry staples, you know, I really looked after people and oh. um, I think that they really liked that, yeah. you know, especially, yeah. yeah, so, and different rices for different communities. Oh, yes. You know, um, yeah. you know I had three different rices for people. That's you know, awesome. Yeah, so anyway, it was it was a good a good time. Uh, mm. it's, it's funny, it's, um, I have a test. And this is not PG for anyone that's listening. I call it my, actually, I don't know if I should really say this, but I'm going to say it. I call it my pube test. So (laughs) I pull back the sheets everywhere I go. And if there's chest hair or, God forbid, pubic hair on the sheets, I'm just, I'm so out of there. But the amount of times, not so much at Airbnbs, but definitely at hotels, and some of the most top-notch hotels um, I'm always really careful. So anything that it, that passes that, you're looking at me like, who is this woman? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's important. True. It's really important. Yeah, like we had to pull the beds back because some people would clip their toenails and they'd go flying everywhere. So what? you know, yeah, they did. So it was quite funny. But um, oh, that's but anyway, awful. yeah. But anyway, <laughs> that. You have to ignore that side of things, you know, because it's uh, about um, <laughs> it's all about servicing people and getting that income coming in. So yeah, yeah. ignore the toenails, ignore the toenails. <laughs> yeah. oh, that, the- oh, I don't know how I feel about toenails. Oh, um, um, that's why we had to vacuum very carefully. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. great. I like that. Um, so. For people that are at the beginning of their investment journey, um, what are some of the key tips that you've learned on your as you've invested over the years? Oh, finance is everything. Yeah. When we first started, we had two investment properties before we joined PRE, and yeah. our bank manager we trusted. Yeah. But what he he didn't do us any favors at all, and it took. Um, Carolyn's help uh, and it took us a long time yeah. to untangle all our um, finance so that we could start investing again and we had to make secured, weren't you? yeah so it was yeah. all cross secured yeah. and we just couldn't move any further and it was just awful and Carolyn even came in to with the bank manager one day um, and helped me talk to him and um, she was she was so good and oh, he he didn't like that at all um <laughs> so but that's okay because yeah. but he hadn't done the right thing but we also had to um make some very hard decisions too like um you know with uh, close down our business and glenn get a job and then we were able to move forward and because with finance everything 
is noted and detailed. And unfortunately, unless you're making a lot of profit with your um, own business, yeah. then the banks won't touch you. And that was um, that was really quite hard for us to do that. But we did it and we ha- we moved forward. And I kept telling my husband on how good he was because um, we couldn't have done this journey yeah. without him yeah. making that decision. So... Yeah, it's an, it's another one of those curly ones where, you know, people want the autonomy of having their own businesses. And, and often um, with small business, we do run them lean, you know. We, yeah. um, uh, we want to minimise our tax as a priority and, and keep as much of what we're bringing through the business for ourselves and we write everything off as an expense so it can look absolutely <laughs> terrible on paper but still be providing us with some decent cash flow absolutely but the banks yes. don't like that at all no um, no which was no and they won't lend yes. on it mm. no and one of the other big things that i have found is by yep. running our own business i had to learn about business i had to learn yep. um about and budgeting and i yep. had to learn about um you know and i started um, using spreadsheets to get um, keep things in um, perspective and yeah. re- reconciling your bank accounts. Now, I never ever did that before we went into business, yeah. or but yeah. it has been the most valuable experience that I've ever had That's is right. to learn how to budget. Yep. And you have to know how to budget if you want to invest in investment properties yeah. more than one. You have to keep on top of your finances. And yeah. I'm, I'm looking at my spreadsheets, you know, and adjusting them, um, you know, twice a week. Whenever a bill comes in, I do it, yep. you know. Yep. And um, so, so, you know. good finance practices is absolutely. key. Absolutely. Like be organised. Absolutely. You because have to be. Yeah, and I think the key thing you said there was it is like running a business. Like it is, it a, is. You're you are in the business of property investing, and if you treat it like a business, it will look after you. Yeah. But if if you um, aren't as organised, it'll it'll catch you out at some point. And it is important. Um, oh, have I got you there? Or have I lost you? Whoops. Might have lost you again, Robin. But I'll finish that thought while we wait for Robin to come back. Uh, um, ah. Oh, sorry about that. No, no, uh, it's all good. Um, where <laughs> Sometimes it's just the internet. Yeah. Oh, I, I was waxing. No, no, I, um, I had a phone call come in. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's okay. Oops, you're a little bit slow. slow. Oh, that we've got you, I think. Great. Yay. We've got you. We've yeah. got you. Um, yeah. So it's just like running it like a business is, is really key. And I think that is important. Absolutely. Um, and then um, and getting rid of credit, credit cards was another good tip of yours, I think, that we talked about before we started recording. Absolutely. That was, um, I've got a girlfriend. She's fantastic. Um, she and her um, husband, um, it's their second relationship and they ended up with 13 investment properties. Yep. I think you met them at one stage and oh, yes. um, they, um, she said, oh, just, you know, have a credit card, pay it off, just use that and pay it off at the end of each month. Yep. Well, I tried it and it just didn't work for me. And she was so diligent. 
oh, I, I just couldn't do it. And so I ended up getting rid of the credit card. I cut it up and it was the best thing that I ever did. So yeah. I certainly don't miss it. And there's not that temptation, you know, which I wasn't very good with ignoring sometimes. So. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are, are much better at it than others. And I always have that conversation with clients. I always say, listen, this is best practice. Like yes. if you were to if you were to run it like a you know absolute fine-tuned machine, absolutely you'd you'd put everything on your credit card, then wash it out and not pay interest on it. But I get busy, I forget to clear it when I should, and I could set up an automatic payment. I haven't. Uh, and it just wasn't working for me because I'm not to that level. People no. it works for, I concur. Thumbs up, awesome. But if you're not that person, you're actually better off with the small amount that it does save you. You're actually better off yeah, um, exactly. being organized elsewhere. Yeah. Yep. And yep. she was so good. She would do things <laughs> like she wanted to put in a new kitchen. So she would um, put it, uh, you know, she would get it safe from appliances from Harvey Norman and yeah. put on three month or 12 months interest free paid it off regularly she had the money there but yeah. she used their money and she yeah, used that's very that money yeah she was very very clever at doing all that but um I wasn't that good at doing that you know so um but you got to do what works for you <laughs> that that yeah. you do yeah and so um my final question for you today is um if you could go back in time and see yourself as you were 20, 30 years ago, what would your advice for a younger Robin be? What would you like to say to Robin today? Get a coach. <laughs> Get a coach, learn everything you can and start earlier. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that <laughs> is so important. Yeah, it is so important because you've got to surround yourself with people, like-minded people, yeah. and you've got to surround yourself with people who know more than what you do and then, you know, pick their brains and um, don't be frightened, get in and have a go. So my husband and I often talk about if only we um, had another 10 years, you know, we would be in yeah. such a better position. But, yeah. you know, I think we've done okay for what we've done so far. But, you know, another 10 years would have been, we would have been well and truly set up and organised. So, mm. yeah. And so, but you need a coach to do that. You need someone <laughs> to guide you. And like someone like PRE who are similar and like-minded people. Yeah. I can't emphasize that enough. <laughs> well, you've done an amazing job collecting what you've collected to date as far as property goes, and I know it will hold you in good stead and get you some awesome results. Um, so, you know, hats off to you and the hubby for the awesome job that you guys have done. Um, and I know that, you know, Carolyn talks about you all the time and <laughs> she's been putting your name up in lights and call Robin, call Robin. And I've been running around <laughs> doing stuff. I'm like, I've got to call Robin. <laughs> oh, she's just beautiful, Carolyn. Oh. But you all, uh, you all, you know, I've met you all and, you know, um, I, I just can't talk highly enough, um, oh, you know, you. of you. you uh, you're so approachable, Sam, Jason, everyone, you know, in the whole team, you know, 
um, Louise, you know, who I've dealt with before, you know, she's yeah. helped us as well. Everybody has just been brilliant and I, and I can't emphasize that enough, you know, oh, and it, it's not frightening. It's um, yeah. you're there just to help us. So, yeah, um, I can't recommend PRE enough. And oh, and I'm saying that from my heart. That's that's oh. just not that's not a sales pitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's really re- very very kind. And I know the team do watch these, so um, they'll be you know it will mean a lot to them because they do go, you know, a, a long way behind the scenes. Often often absolutely unseen. yeah no. absolutely. And I've seen a little bit of that. Mm. And um, yeah, but the amount of work that it would take to get, um, you know, the properties over the line, you know, that you put up and offer the clients, you know, yeah. you do set all the hard work, you know, and, um, uh, you know, I'm forever grateful um, that you do that for us. I really am. Yeah, no, so, the team do an mm, amazing job, amazing mm, job. Um, yeah. But, you know, where would we be without the people like you? So right back at you. <laughs> Give me a big darling. love fest today. <laughs> yes, isn't it? I, I get the best job, right? I get the coaches to tell me who I should talk to and I get to talk to all these fabulous people. So, um, you know, yes. it's nice to end the day with such a lovely conversation. Yeah. So. And um, like um, there's other people who have been in our group, you know, we're all yeah. quite close, the ones that we all started with. Yeah. And um, there's another couple and, you know, they had um, a lot of money on their credit card and to their um, credit, they listened to what Carolyn had to say. They did what had to be done and yep. they paid that enormous amount off their credit card mm-hmm. and they're miles in front now and they're just such, um, they're amazing that they, mm-hmm. they could actually do that and that was all PRE that helped them, you know. Yeah. So um, it's interesting the amount of people you know, who are in that position and, you know, it's not until someone like PRE comes along and shows them a different pathway. Yeah. This is possible. This is what yeah. you can actually do and, yeah, you know, it helps people move forward. Yeah. So, yeah. And he's now retired and they're retired and, you know, they're so much better off than what oh, they would have been. Awesome. Yeah, which is great. Mm. Oh, fantastic. So he might be another one for you to talk to. I was going to say, I was just thinking. (laughs) I'm going to have to have a little chat to Carolyn. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. She'll Uh, she'll know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. no, that's awesome. Thank you. And thank you for sharing today because, you know, it is appreciated. and, And I think it just means that, you know, people that might be thinking about taking a step like working with positive real estate or even, you know, people just getting started investing um, makes me happy. Um, And getting over some fear and trepidation, um, seeing seeing these stories, I think, will make a massive difference for people. So thank you again. It's Um, a pleasure. It was um, great having a chat to you again, Ted. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully yeah. I'll get down to Tasmania sometime soon. Um, that would be lovely. Well, sing out and we'll um, we'll um, go out for a drink or something. So oh, 100%. Or 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely on. Awesome. Thank you so much, Robin. Thank you, Tabitha. You take care. You too. All the best. Bye. 
Hey, thanks for listening to Property Investor Tales. Remember to subscribe so you get notified every time a new episode drops. As you can guess, I love hearing people's property investor tales. So if you'd like to share yours, then please get in touch with me via email at propertyinvestortales at positivementor.com.au. We would also love your feedback and I would appreciate a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Remember, you can watch all of these podcasts over on YouTube at Positive Mentor or at positivementor.com.au. Until then, take care, happy investing, and bye for now.